Hello guys and welcome to episode number 27 of the Heritage Agendas Football Podcast. As always, myself, uh, Ibrahim with uh, Abdi Salah. How you doing, bro? Not good. <laughs> Not good. Yesterday was Not your great. birthday, correct? Yes. Happy, Not great. Happy belated birthday to you. What are you turning? Or what did you turn? 28, bro. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So, Another good year. Um, But not a good day at all. <laughs> my birthday. They've... <laughs> they've they've managed to ruin that, too, I as know. well. I oh, quoted the result with happy birthday. That was my, <laughs> my most disrespectful tweet. With the smiling emoji, uh, too. Nasty work, bro. Oh, my God. Twitter, football Twitter was in full force yesterday, though. I can't lie. The scrolling was immaculate. Like, I just sat on it for a while. I will I will say that the concert incident that we just talked about before we started, we pressed record, has taken a little bit of pressure off Arsenal. It has. You know, you got, it came hours. at the right time. Because before, <laughs> you guys were getting cooked. Like, uh, today, I saw, today I saw something that was like... Um, it was like this concert incident is ruining the timeline, and it was just the Galena goal. <laughs> but we can we can just jump right into it. Why not? So Arsenal, we're gonna talk about the round of sixteen anyway. So we'll start with the yeah. with the game yesterday. Um, before I give you the floor, I will say I think I said one one, and I think I said it would be like a very tough. What did you have? Three one, I think. I said two zero. Two zero. Two zero. Yeah, I had a feeling like Porto is always I I like didn't want to have too much conviction and sound like an idiot, so I was like, all right, one one, mm-hmm. and I think I said Porto would score first. Um, I mean, this is what the UCL is all about: tough games away from home. This is basically this is a final for Porto, um, and they 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 played really well. But the floor is yours, kind of to talk about, kind of talk about both how polarizing the result with, especially after the thrashing on the weekend. Absolutely. Um, I think coming into the last two weeks, we scored 11 goals, conceded none. So going into it, you're coming Porto, who's I believe they're second in the league right now. They haven't had a really they haven't had an outstanding season or anything like that. A lot of Arsenal, not me, but a lot of Arsenal fans were under the impression that this would be easy, you know, um, that this would be a cakewalk. And quickly you learn sometimes just how different things are when it comes to knockout games in Europe where Porto was like, they weren't in complete control in terms of just uh footballing aspect, but they were the experienced. They took the right fouls. They knew how the, the refs were refing the game. I think that took us a long time to adjust to that. Um, Declan Rice took a yellow card two minutes into the game um and then and then there was like 60 foul calls after that moving forward um which kind of slowed down the temp tempo and you know kind of takes away rhythm when somebody's falling and it's a foul call every 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 30 seconds what it seemed like but i thought the moment was a little bit too big for us um we weren't timid or anything like that but i i i don't think anybody wanted to make mistakes uh everybody was a little bit hesitant um, especially our our right backs, I thought uh, our fullbacks. I thought Kiwir, this is not a game for him because he couldn't make a pass to save his life. He was defending well, but he just couldn't make the right pass. And Ben White uh, was inverting, but he n- knew at it, and he wasn't particularly good that game. Um, and then our wingers, Bakayako Saka, Bukayo Saka, and and Martinelli were absolutely Four. dreadful. Yeah. Um, Martinelli especially um the whole he dribbles with the head his head down was in full effect you know um was or the or their fullbacks were playing him really well I don't know what it is but um he didn't have a particularly good game and then they completely completely took uh Martin Odegaard out of the game where he wasn't central he Which wasn't he said, to be fair yeah and I thought that that's something they would easily use because and if if he did get any space it was a foul that they would gladly take and take a yellow card for um so it was i thought their ga- game plan worked 
perfectly. And I thought they would be happy with a draw. We would have been happy with a draw. But, you know, 94th minute, brilliant goal. It was the decider, you know, and it was a dagger to the heart, what it seemed like. It was just, it came out of nowhere. Um, and we were punished for our own mistakes. Martinelli turned the ball over in the middle of the pitch. Um, and two passes later, it was a goal. Um, so what did you see? I think like you you hit hit a lot of the things I was gonna say well. The the wingers, Saka and Martinelli were poor. Again, for me, like this has been what I've been saying since October, where like I wanted to see Arsenal in this type of game. Pressures on UCL night, knockout game. Like even I remember like the Premier League the whole season so far and like the group stage, I was like, I don't really care about this. I know like week in, week out they're gonna give you good performances, but this is what I wanted to mm -hmm. see and I don't know. Bar the bar for the the pressure in the second game is going to be out of this out of this world. Like I didn't think we'd have be having this type of conversation to be honest until March or like yeah. later March. I thought it, this would be like a quarterfinal combo, but yeah, they played poor, and you can't do that in this competition. The knockout games, one one game. I I thought the goal, uh, any that should have been saved in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, the positioning I, I of Raya was very poor. Um, but I mean, they missed that the chance in the first half. I think it was it was Galeno as well who missed it, where yeah. like, it hit off the post and then he reacted and and missed from like five five feet. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we will reserve our judgments until the second game. Credit to Porto, they played well. They were physical. You 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 hit it out of the park last week. You said the biggest concern for you from all the players was Odegaard because of um his difficulty in the past against physical teams and they, yeah. they took the game to them. Pepe at 40 was crazy. Uh, I ca actually can't believe like these are the types of performances he's having at his age. And uh, I guess the pressure's on in three weeks time, I believe. So we'll really. Yeah. Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks time. It will be, uh, I think it's like March 4th or March, March 6th, 12th. Something like that. So three weeks. Oh, 12? So three weeks. Okay. Um, my in the, three weeks is perfect time for us because I feel like what we need against this team is Thomas Partey. Um, he is somebody that can fit right next to you know Declan Rice well and can do things that Declan Rice can't do, which is break the lines and drive forward with the ball. While while Declan Rice is a little bit, uh, he's an excellent player. Um, but in games like this, I thought he was a little bit just limited in skill set. Um, which is not a bad thing. It's just, you know, sometimes you're just not that kind of player the, that we needed at that time. Um, and then home will be tough. It's going to be the first uh, Champions League home game in seven years. And then it will be 14 years since we've advanced to the quarterfinals. If they so advance, yeah. If they advance. So it's, there's a lot at stake here. We are one of the favorites and... And we should be beating Porto at home. Like I'm confident that we'll take care of business. Like I'm not, I'm not too concerned. But this is a concern because teams will look at the playbook and and see how to how to navigate it. Because I feel like last year too, I thought the way we were playing was kind of solved, and it kind of derailed our season at the end when we were missing uh, our our better players. So it's something to look towards. But I think we should be fine. Um, so I th I think we should take care of business in the second leg. Yeah, no, I, I um I'm like very reluctant. That the second leg is a trap game. So for me it's like mm -hmm. uh, they have to come out guns blazing and they, they can't afford to, to And Yeah. When you do that and, and Porto is just sitting back and Oh, they're gonna be so the happy. The attackers to sit back. they have there absolutely they were yeah, a threat we'll... every time. No, they'll be more than happy to sit back, so they're probably going to play what, like, I'd say like a four four one one and just sit, like, just park it. So as they should, one, the longer, the longer the game goes on, I will say in the second leg, the longer the game goes on scoreless. I think that benefits them more and more because, uh, this is, this is the one thing about Arsenal is they're a very young team. This is for a lot of their players. Like you said, this is on, you know, this is new territory. So frustration will kick in quick. So. That's that's my biggest concern. This is not Ab an easy return game. Absolutely, and and we just play better when we score first or when we score quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody does, and it takes the pressure off you. And 
we did not have a shot on target. We didn't even get close to sniffing their goal. Their goalkeeper is incredible, um, and, but he had nothing to do that day. Um, and our goalkeeper, the one time we needed him, he, you know, was what I, basically everything I hated about Ramsdale is what he did that that one possession. Um, but I think he'll be better second leg. And I think as a whole, um, with Gabriel Jesus, maybe Partey will be back full time. Um, I think we should have the horses to compete and, and take care of business. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think they definitely should. Um, looking elsewhere, uh, we also had the game between. Uh, we'll just do the games from from yesterday first, since we're already on the topic of Arsenal. Uh, Napoli versus Barcelona. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, the fact that Barcelona didn't win this game to me was extremely surprising, especially the way they started the game. It felt like the first like thirty minutes, Napoli could not get out of their half, and there was like a period for like ten or fifteen minutes. Or it feels like both teams just did not want the ball. Like they would just keep yeah. giving it up. Um, Lewandowski scored first, and then Victor Osimhen followed. Uh, good to have him back. His first game back for Napoli scored fifteen minutes later. Uh, kind of talked me through this game, and we we really haven't talked about Barcelona in a while. So, and I don't want to. <laughs> Barca is not a good team to talk about. Um. But I think this is a game they should have won that they let, let slip out of their hands. I was listening to uh, the Xavi post-game interview. With and is Yeah, and um, I feel like he says the same thing every time. He said, we deserve to win. We deserve to win. We deserve to win. Um, and it's never on the score sheet. You know, you're, they're either losing or they're drawing games that they should win. Uh, but I thought defensively they were a little bit better than they have been all season. Um, it seems like they're playing a little bit harder for Xavi now that he's on the outs and he will be leaving. Um, but it's just, it's been a long season for them. They have, they are not in the La Liga race anymore. That's gone. Um, and, and I, 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 Osiman scoring first leg is, especially in his first game back, that just gives him more confidence and to be the, especially cause he had a terrible, um, Afcon coming off that, uh, and to come into uh, you know a round of sixteen Champions League game and to score against Barcelona is, I think moving forward, I think Napoli will be, I think they have a great chance of advancing. Yeah, I uh, I I agree too, especially at home though. To be uh, he was already talking about this today. Did you see his comments about like the Camp Nou not being the same as the new state or the new stadium not being the same as the Camp Nou? He said that? Yeah, he did. Oh. He's, uh, he's setting them up. But um, Christensen in the midfield was interesting uh, as, as the choice. I thought their defense played well, which has been a huge concern for Barca. The one, La- yeah. Lamine Yamal was fantastic. Very, very dangerous every time he got the ball. Uh, to have Pedri back was good. They do miss Gavi a lot. That's one of the things I've noticed with Barca this season. The one thing I will say, like Frankie de Jong had a, had a good game, but he still has, like, and I saw this on Twitter as well, he, when he's playing in transitions, instead mm-hmm. of just a fast ball like into the space, he'll he'll like dribble it, which is fine. But like the ball is always quicker than the man, so like there's a lot of chances where it's like a three on two or a three on three, and he yeah. dribbles, and then the second the winger picks it up, the defense is recovered now, and it's like a five on two or a five on four. So that's like. It hurts Barca. You can tell there was one chance where it was a three on three, and he carried in, and Yamal got it, and it all of a sudden, uh, it was like a you know, Napoli basically their block reset. Um, yeah, Napoli have been eh, this season overall. We we haven't talked about them much. They've they've yeah. progressed probably even more than I think you and I expected. Um. And yeah, that second game is all to play for. And I mean, I think I would favor Barca, but uh, anything can happen, especially with these two teams. I think they're two underperforming teams. I don't think Napoli is close to Champions League qualification in their league at the moment. Um, and Barca has been so up and down and obviously the Xavi and stuff like that, the drama that's been. I, they. I don't. I don't want both of them in this competition, but I think um, I it's a it's a toss up at the moment. But if if Barca is gonna just lo- draw games like that, I think they ultimately just shoot themselves in the foot and cost themselves a chance to advance. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I I agree. They they have to they have to finish their 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 dinner. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. And then moving on, uh, we'll save the best for last. At least my favorite tie. But this is your favorite tie, and that's yeah. PSV versus Dortmund. And you said a three six goal thriller, right? I think was your prediction. Four four. I thought it was two. I thought it was going to be two 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 two. And yeah. it was one one. A, a mm-hmm. very controversial penalty to Luke De Jong uh, from Mats Hummels, who was extremely angry. This is the second year in a row uh, something like this has happened to Dortmund. But, uh, yeah, I mean, PSV, their game, they've lost once between the Champions League now and, and their league combined. Yeah. Uh, kind of talk me through this tie and what you see so far and who you like uh, going to the quarterfinal based off of the first game. I thought... I thought PSV played better. I thought they deserved to win this game. Um, I think they're also the two most like evenly matched up teams um, in this competition, which we have a lot of those. I think we have a lot of teams that are like, like that will go probably, you know, you don't know who wins until the second leg. I think most of the games will be like that, but just how evenly matched they are. Um, PSV's having a really good season and, and I I want I want them to advance because Dorman's always here and they do nothing. Um, it's good to see a fresh face. Um, um, but I I I thought they deserved to win. I thought they played better. Um, and Dortmund's just I I don't know what to say about them. They're just meh at the moment. Yeah. Um. I I actually really liked it. Like we talked a lot about Jaden Sancho. Yeah, but Ian Matson has been really good um, since since coming in January from Chelsea, uh, and since like uh, Erling Haaland left, they've done a really good job with recruitment. I will say one of the things I like about them is that they can throw a bunch of different looks at teams. If they want to yeah. play physical, they can play with full crew up top um, or Modest, and obviously they they bring back uh, Aller, and and then they can always use Malin if they want to, who, who scored the goal. Um, and yeah, they've they've been they've been doing well this season. They they've quietly gone under the radar. I mean, this is a team that, you know, drew PSG, beat Newcastle home and away, um, beat AC Milan, I believe, um, once and then and then yeah. drew yeah. So they like they've they've deserved. they overperformed in the in the group stages. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw Jaden Sanjo was called out for his performance. Yeah. Um and. Obviously, he got off to like a really good start, and he's been playing relatively well for them, way better than he has been at, at Man United. United. Yeah. Um, but I, the coach called him out for it. I, there hasn't been any drama or anything like that. But it seems like everywhere he goes, this follows, you know, um, kind of thing. So it's, that's something I'll keep an eye on. But it's a great tie. Um, good first leg. Um, drama was there. Everything. Um, so that's all I care about. It just needs to be as entertaining as possible for me. I agree. And, and it's nice, that, like you said, to be a fresh face and, and the second leg, I think that's one of the games that I really like, will be watching closely to see what happens. Yeah. Great. And then the last game, this is my favorite tie. Uh, this, this is, was, this is a, a tactical's dream. This, this is, is your... a tact- <laughs> this is a tactical's dream. There were a lot of, uh, different things we saw, like in terms of team selection, uh, it mm-hmm. was Inter versus Atletico Madrid. Uh, Inter were unbelievable. Uh, they should have won three or four nil, in my opinion. Uh, this is, I've watched them, but this is the first game I've really, really watched up close uh, with this intensity, I'd say. Uh, mm-hmm. It was interesting to see Simeone. Uh, he used Marcus Llorente as a right striker in the weekend. Uh I'm forgetting who they played. I believe it was Las Palmas. Uh, it was... Um, oh, my goodness. I think it was Las Palmas. But, of course, I'm going to get sold. But anyways, um, yeah, it was Las Palmas. I think it was Las Palmas, and he scored twice. So, and the reasoning was because Inter's arguably their most dangerous, like, like deep playmaker this season has been Bastoni, their left center back, mm-hmm. um, who's very, very well known for like ridiculous diagonal switches. So they played Llorente there and Bastoni was fantastic for me. Uh, the whole game bombing up and down as a center back, which is something you typically never see. And then they had Pavard um, and obviously Barella is Barella and Lautaro Martinez this season has been probably second to none in that mm-hmm. league. 
So this is, I believe, his fourth consecutive season scoring 20 goals, uh, which is, which is, I think, it broke some kind of record, but anyways, this, it's a shame. Like I said, these are my two teams that I had as dark horses and I'm yeah. Inter look the much better team, but never cannot Simeone. They got the one nil that they are famous and they, and they take that back to the Wanda. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that second leg is, is definitely going to be the one. Like I have my, my, my eyes, I like very fixated on. Absolutely. I, Inter had, I believe, um 19 shots and five on target i thought they could have like you said two three more um and they left a going back one zero i don't against atletico madrid that's i especially when you could have done much better um the and you've been a you know you've been a big fan of into all season um and and you've mentioned it time and time again that they are the dark horses and beating a team like um atletico madrid is is you know, that's a, a step in the right direction. Obviously, they should have maybe put this whole, you know, tie to bed. Because um, I think if you win 2-3-0, I, th- I think you can, with their defense and how well they can play, um, they would be, you know, done and dusted. But they left the door open, and I'm pretty sure Atletico will come barging in and make it a game. But yeah, for sure. from from the first tie, it just looks like uh, Inter Milan's on a whole nother level. And they've been that way um, all season, especially in their country, and now in Europe, they've been they walked through their group, and now at Atletico Madrid, they made them look like it was nothing. Especially a team known for their defense. Yeah, no, I think losing to Ram early in the game like hurt them mm-hmm. a lot. Arnautovic came in. He was. It's kind of funny to think what he was on. He was on their treble team in in twenty ten. It's twenty twenty four, and he's still here. So. Uh, yeah i know he had the huge miss um from the one two with i think it was with barella i believe or it was either with barella or with latari the miss but then he makes up for it on the rebound of the goal um yeah i mean this inter team is living up to expectations it's 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 crazy to think that they lost brozovic Skriniar, um and um and lukaku Lukaku last season and they they and onana and they pick up like Mm -hmm. nothing happened and they're better this season, I'd say, than last season, in my opinion. So, they, credit Absolutely. to their recruitment. In a in a season where they they got to the uh, Champions League Champions final, League final, um, yeah. and they're much better. So it's just in, incredible recruitment. Players are in and out of this club. It's been like that for the last three four years. Um, finances are a little bit of, of an issue for them, where they just have to keep taking players on loan and on loan, on loan, on loan. Um, in hopes of, you know, um, but I, I, I like where they're sitting right now. Atletico Madrid is obviously one of the toughest teams when it comes to you know, competitions. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and and I, and I, but I do I have a feeling just how well they played. They should they should be through. Obviously, it'll be a, a tough game, but I, I I don't see how Atletico can match that. They were outclassed that first leg. Uh, it's, it's one of the few games this season where I've properly seen like Atletico outclass. And, and for me, like like I said, the craziest thing to me was to start your Rente, to sacrifice some of your attacking prowess, to use Griezmann and Yorente, who are two strikers who are like good defensively, and for Pavard and Bastoni to do the damage that they were doing all game, it felt like. And obviously, Barella yeah. is Barella. He's always going to get his... Uh, yeah, they were fantastic, and they are a team I think that no big club wants to play in the next round. So, no, they'll 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 walk through anybody in this in this competition. On then on on their day, they're an incredible team. Like so, Atletico, Arsenal, and Bayern are gonna take one nil leads home or one nil deficits home. So, yeah, those are gonna be the three three huge. huge I th- ties. I think two of those three are gone. I think so I, too. Yeah. I think one of I, I, I think one of it, Bayern or Arsenal are gonna go, and I don't know which one it's gonna be. I agree with you, which oh, is crazy. Man, the, the Bayern the Bayern downfall is crazy right now, man. Did you oh, see the news with Tuchel? Are, by the way, yeah, yeah, Tuchel's gone at the end of the season, um, a year and a half, not even, um, actually a year to the date, um, that he was hired is not to the date, but around the same time, um, is where. He'll be gone next by the by the end of the season. It's crazy. Who would have yeah. thought? 
Yeah, crazy, crazy. I I agree. Like uh, moving off of Nagelsmann was Bayern's mm-hmm. like biggest mistake for a club that doesn't typically make them. It was uh, their their board is human. Like it feels like that they never they, make mistakes. Exactly. They they don't make a bad signing. They don't make a bad sale, and they never made bad hires. And they I feel like they did that all out like around that air. Would they fired Nagelsmann? Um, obviously I don't think Harry Kane is a freaking bad signing, but I don't think they made enough signings to actually help this team contend for trophies. And they're about to lose the league title and they look like they're about to go home in, in the Champions League. I and de- deservingly so. I think Tuchel should be out of a job at the end of the year, but he's Tuchel, man. He's gonna find a freaking big we'll team to coach again. No problem. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. And uh, like, yeah, they've missed on signings, they've missed on, on Tuchel. So, yeah, I mean, for like exactly like you said, it feels like they never miss. But we'll segue that to um, not well. We can talk a little bit about Mbappe. We talked a lot about him last week, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so the news coming from Fabrizio feels like the only journalist we can trust after what's happened the last couple of years with with him. Uh, is that yeah the yeah. <laughs> is that uh, the only club he's negotiating with has been Real Madrid. There's just a few details to iron out, and the salary is surprisingly low, about $15 million net, which is close to what Jude makes and what Finney makes. So nothing, mm-hmm. you know, kind of wage structure breaking like uh, it was back in 2022. Obviously, a huge signing bonus, close to $150 million to be paid over the course of a few years. Um no surprises, I, I'd say. I think uh, we knew when he announced his decision to PSG that uh, it was most likely Madrid. And uh, yeah, next season will be something, I'd say, for sure. The what, what I saw, like the just the bullet points of what his contract would be, obviously the, the large signing bonus, the image rights, um, how would that work? 70-30, wow. I think so. I wow. mean, he lost a lot of his leverage because in 2022, Madrid offered him $50 million a year salary and 100% mm-hmm. of his image rights, which is something they didn't even do for Cristiano. So, yeah. and uh, I think after after that, there was a lot of like, okay, if you want to be here, kind of prove you want to be here and take it. It's hard to say team-friendly deal when someone's making $50 million a year, but... Yeah, team like total, but fifty million a year almost with everything combined. So, you you think it'll be a five year contract? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, I just want yeah. it to be. I just want it to be a five six year contract. So I don't, I don't hear want about anything about plus one plus ones contract renewal. Please, five years, twenty twenty nine, and just like leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Exactly. I I think this is. Um, I think finally the saga is ending. It's coming to a conclusion. Um, I I don't know why he was so hesitant for the last two years. I would like to know. Like, is I'm just curious as to what has like made him not sign for the last you know four transfer windows. I would say. Um, but them getting him on a free, I think, is obviously not a free, but on a free, um, is probably the best business you could do this decade moving forward. Like Mbappe is a generational player and he's going to, he's the face of, you know, football for moving forward, you know? So being a Real Madrid player. Like he has the Euros this summer and then catapults himself right into like a, a starting with Real, it's going to be insane to think. So yeah, now it's time to start building, you know, like just chasing all-time greats. You got to get Ballon d'Ors. You got to get trophies. You got to get everything else. Um, and Real Madrid, there's no better club to do it there than Real Madrid. 100%. So we'll see. He, where needs, that... he, hmm? he needs some of that juju on him, you know, some he of that. He needs that Bellingham, that Bellingham uh, spotlight <laughs> where they're like, Bellingham, like, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him, like I said, like to see Jude go there at 19 or 20, and now have his own like branch with Adidas, like he has his own branch with with like the the Predator brand and and Adidas at that age. It's all the the marketing power of Real Madrid. There's nothing like it, and uh, yeah, next season is going to be exciting for him. Next season will be exciting for football. I cannot wait. Oh my god, it'll be finally like 
Real Madrid, I feel like, comes into a season where it's just domination is expected. It hasn't been like that since probably the, like the, the Ronaldo the, days. Yeah, the Ronaldo days. Uh, maybe the beginning of the three-peat. Um, but right now, it's going to be, you got to win a treble. No more kids. You have yeah. Mbappe to lead them. Um, or it could just fall flat. I'll be I'll be here no matter what for them. Both both ways. Yes. Uh we'll move off of that. Not too much to talk about today. Last course of business yeah. before the 352, some Prem talk. Uh we had a couple games, one yesterday with Liverpool and Luton. Um another midweek with Man City. Uh they finally filled their game in hand against Brentford. Mm-hmm. And uh the games on the weekend, so I mean we can we can kind of go reverse chronological Liverpool Luton. Uh Luton scored first. Uh, Liverpool handedly four goals back to back in like twenty. I think in twelve minutes they had three. Um, yeah. Are they? Do you think this is a legit title title charge? Or do you, I mean, it's crazy to think that with twelve games left in the season. But is 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 this still Man City's league to lose? I think I think it's Man City's to lose. But the way Liverpool is playing is unbelievable. I, I I saw something where they have five attackers that have over 10 goals. I think all of them have uh, uh, Cody Gakpo, Yota, Salah, Nunez, even Diaz all have over 10 goals this season, which is incredible output from, from your attackers, um, especially with Salah missing about a, a month, a month worth of games. And then a few, a few weeks um, due to his injury. Um, they're, hitting in all the they're just I don't know what to say about it. they're playing so well um obviously you need goals the big game is coming city versus uh Liverpool I think that will kind of shed light on where they are into in terms of competing for the league but right now all you have to do is just you know win what's ahead of you play the team that you're facing that week um and they've been doing that better than anybody this season they've lost one game in the last if you count if you count the Tottenham game and the Arsenal game, they've lost two games in six seven months. You know, into Crazy. the season, and yeah. they're in, they're gonna be in the semi finals in uh, FA Cup and the League Cup. So it's they're competing for everything right now at the moment. I mean, in typical Liverpool fashion, like their their yeah. signings this summer were fantastic, and they've sprinkled in um, academy players. Kwanzaa and Bradley have played a lot. Um, and then we the signings I was just talking about they they hit on McAllister for a ridiculously cheap fee. Endo has been great. Uh, mm-hmm. Feels like losing Caicedo was a blessing in disguise for them. With that money, they were able to get like two quality quality players in in Gravenberch and and Endo. And uh, yeah, like you said, their attack like across the board has been fantastic. And yeah, that City game uh, is at Anfield too, so that's gonna mm-hmm. be that's gonna be. You know, for me, one of the biggest games, if not the biggest, to decide the title. Absolutely, and it, and I think we're back to like familiar days where that those two those two ties between um, City and Liverpool meant so much. Um, obviously, we missed out on that last year. Last season, yeah. Um, so it'll be, I think, winner plays all. I think they're both. Uh, um, Liverpool is two points ahead of us. Ahead of Arsenal, and then City is three points ahead of us. Um, so that'll be with a game in hand too. I think it's with, like with a game in hand. So if they both win, it's it's sixty for Liverpool, fifty nine for City, and fifty eight for Arsenal. Yeah, so it's That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. So and I and I, it's crazy because I think, I think all the other leagues are pretty much wrapped up. I feel like um, uh, Bundesliga is wrapped up, Syria is wrapped up, France is wrapped, yeah, and Spain, and I, and, yeah. I, and I think Spain's wrapped up. So it's 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 February and like middle end of February right now, and you can like confidently say who's gonna win the four other leagues, and the Prem is kind of you know up in the air right now. Um, obviously, if Man City wins, that's four years in a row that they win, which and is what, six and seven, six and seven exactly, that's disgusting, um, unheard of, um, but well. We'll see. They're they're both. To, everybody's playing incredible, especially Arsenal, Liverpool, and and City in in the Prem at least. Yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of City, we did talk about their game on the weekend. We'll kind of skip over the Brentford one. I guess yeah. I think that was like business as expected. But the at the Chelsea game, which you predicted like a four nil, Chelsea. Yeah. To be fair, they they played well. They probably should have won if not for Nicholas Jackson 
missing so many chances in the first oh half. My God, Nicholas Jackson, man. I know. There was man. a I don't know if you saw it, but there was a play where the ball fell in front of him and as um Enzo was running and Enzo kicked it and the way he reacted to that and I'm like after the chances he's missed I wouldn't even trust him to shoot that first of all I'm glad Enzo freaking shot that to the moon um he's oh, there was a I don't know did you see the tap in he missed where he took a heavy touch and then just oh my god and he had like three one on ones in the first like 25 minutes 25 minutes Chelsea are they create especially when they're playing against high lines they are just incredible when it comes to just getting a pass through and it's just yeah um and it's Connor Gallagher always who's has taken his game to a whole nother level um I never thought he could be somebody that creates this many chances um especially as a number 10 but I don't know I thought they played well um Palmer was incredible he played every time they've played City he's been unbelievable um but Chelsea once again they concede you know when they the obviously Rodri's goal was absolutely incredible and he's so clutch that guy the definition of clutch they whenever they need a goal he gives it he is always there no matter what I is I as soon as as soon like and it's always the same type of goals where he's trailing the play and it just falls right for him that's how they won the Champions League that's how they killed us the last couple years um but it's just he's at the right place at the right time, man. He's he's built for those moments. He's an he's absolutely incredible. Chelsea is so confusing because they have so much talent. Like that's the reason I I had them in my top four. They've yeah. hit on on, and it feels like they've hit on a lot on a good amount of their signings. Obviously, their failures have been loud. Like uh, Jackson and and Mudrick have been poor, but mm-hmm. Cole Palmer's been a hit. In Cuckoo, we haven't really seen yet. Malagusto, unbelievable. Like, talk about yeah. playing their captain. Like, when he comes back, this is a real conversation we need to have at 20 to be doing what he's doing. And obviously, abilities, your be- best uh, availability is your best ability, yeah. excuse me. Disasi's been good. Colwell's been great. Um, Caicedo Enzo have been good as expected. Uh, Chilwa has been poor, but Ian Matson, I have still don't know why they loaned him out. He's at you know starting in the Champions League for Dortmund right now, and he could he should be starting for Chelsea. Um, even their bench is talented. I'm looking at some of the names here: Madweke, who we feel I feel like he never plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassidy is one of the best prospects, and obviously they have a million of those uh, loaned and you know all over the place. So I mean, this team is talented. It just I've been waiting for you know some consistency yeah it feels like it's like it's like on and off they lose 4-2 against Wolves and then they beat Emery away from home and then they tie against City and maybe they get smacked the next time they play like they just feel so inconsistent inconsistent but the players are there um Gusto against City was I I I thought Reese James was out there, just how well he was playing. And he's he looks, 20 years old. And he's 20 years old. He's one of the people I really wanted Madrid to get for the right back position. Like that was my guy. He is incredible. Oh my God. Um he had Doku couldn't even Doku couldn't do nothing. He had good Doku in a in a hell in a cell, man. It was ridiculous. Um but Desasi played really well. That was his, probably his He's best game I've ever seen yeah. him play. And they get Fofana um, back next year too, don't forget. Yeah. No, the players are there. And I don't know if it's a coaching problem, but for big games, they are always there to play no matter what. Obviously, they got ripped to shreds by by Liverpool, but they come to play when it's a big team. Um, but every everything else is just is just... I don't know. I it's a freaking organizational problem now. It seems like, and I don't think, I don't think Pochettino is the answer. Um, but who is? I don't know who is. That's the question. Yeah. That's the million dollar question. Whoever gets that question right, they have something special on their hands. Mourinho. I don't think so. Mourinho would kill them all of them. He oh would, my god! His first window, he'd sell like eight players. He, he would. Um, and that and that's. I think that's why Chelsea fans are probably fearful. Of Mourinho, because he would sell them, and then they would turn out to be world beaters under the right management, you know, which we've seen happen. Um, but I don't know if it's Mourinho, but I th- they have enough money. Well, they don't, because they have fired four coaches in the last 18 months. 
Um, so it's I think uh, Tuchel's financial still on their books. Place. Tuchel's still on their books. That is insane. Um, yeah, because Tuchel signed a freaking five-year deal. The other guy signed a six-year deal. This guy uh, signed a four-year deal. Man, there. That's a whole transfer window right there. I know. I know. Crazy. I know. This uh, obviously this weekend is the big one for them. The finals so to to get some silverware would be great for them, and that would be huge for a lot of their young players. We still forget like this team is so young, but I mean the the narrative could change very quickly on Chelsea. I think they are they're only three points off of seventh, so which is a European spot. So if they can you know get some results together, then who knows. I I don't see. It. I think they'll be back in tenth by next week. They are give still tenth. Give it tenth. They're they tenth. St- they're tenth. They're tenth. Don't worry. They're tenth. <laughs> see, that's that's just where they belong. That's where they've been for the last two and a half seasons. Um. So I I I they are playing really well in in the domestic cups, which fair to them. They probably will win a trophy, but the problem continues. I think if they win a trophy. Pochettino stays, and I don't think that's a good thing. I don't um, think he's the answer either. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, we'll see. We'll we'll see where where that goes. But we will uh, we will transition into uh, three five two, uh, our last segment every week. We put um, five minutes on the clock, three takes each, and uh, you know two people. So you know, kick us off. All right. Um, my first one. I have to believe this because because I have to. Arsenal versus Newcastle. I think the demolition job continues. I think we're going to dismantle them oh, as well. Oh, they're so angry after um, the last game too. Exactly. Um, I think this is those moments where I've seen, like these are moments where champions have to, you know, respond to. I think if you are, if you consider yourself a title contending team, especially in Europe and a Premier League title a challenge where you're going up against Liverpool and Man City, you have to respond accordingly. And Tottenham have not been, uh, not excuse me, Newcastle Us. have not been good uh, this season. And you have to go take care of business um, and handle them and, and dismantle them and just get out your frustrations and just move on and put that game behind you. Um, so I'll say 3-0 Arsenal to uh, against Newcastle. That would be three straight games with a clean sheet and more than three goals. So we will yeah. see where that goes. Mine, I will start with the League Cup final. Liverpool mm. against Chelsea. And I am going to say that Liverpool take it 2-1 in extra time. I'm going to say it's going Ooh. to be a close one. And I think Liverpool win it late. I I, I don't think Liverpool will lose to Chelsea. Um, but I think it will be an entertaining game. Chelsea's... I will say Chelsea have been in very entertaining games this season. Um, the 4-4 they haven't won many City of them. Was crazy. That was a classic. Oh my god! Um, yeah, <laughs> they just they know how to turn up for big games, and they tied Liverpool. And what? How they play against Arsenal? Uh, they were beating us two zero, and then um, oh, the Trossard, yeah, yes, exactly. Oh my Trussard, god, they have been playing very very good. Yeah, against yeah, the they big play teams, well. Right? They, yeah, they do. Um, but that that's gonna be a fun game. I think it'll be entertaining. I think I don't think club club I think has won the last two league cups, I believe. Um no, the he won last year. They won the both domestic cups last year. Um and they're in it for this year as well. Um so it'll be it'll be a good game. I think Liverpool should I think Liverpool will win. But it, it should be entertaining. I'll say I'll say three two Liverpool. Mm. Okay. Is that your second and, one as well? No, no, no. Uh, okay. My second one is Bayern versus uh, RB Leipzig. Oh my goodness! I think, I I think the L streak continues. Uh, home or away? I think they are home. Oh, they lost the bunch. So anything can happen. Yeah. Um, I think Tuchel has completely failed as a manager of of Bayern, and. And the way it's looking, obviously, we know he's going to be gone. They announced that they wanted, I think they would have sacked him if they didn't do it last year to Nagelsmann. Um, I just think it, Bayern are a very professional team and they just want to, they don't want to scare off potential suitors, the potential future people That's that want, very, very they want. That's a very valid point. Um, 
So I think he's a dead man walking, and I don't think the players have anything to play for. Eight points behind uh, to a team that hasn't lost this year. Um, and I think uh, Leverkusen are playing That's against crazy. the 20th, uh, I think, bottom of the league team. I think Mainz or something like that. Oh, but Leverkusen so, are not losing, so. Exactly. And I think Bayern continues to lose. So I, I think RB, uh, Bayern lose to RB Leipzig. I'll say 2-1. Okay. I... Uh, on Sunday, we get the return of Sergio Ramos to the Bernabeu. Um, it's Sevilla against Real Madrid. Sevilla have always been a difficult uh, difficult game for us. I say 2-0. I'm going to say 2-0 to Real Madrid. And uh, would it really be a Madrid prediction if I don't predict the goal score? I like Rodrigo. This, this, I'll, I'll say Rodrigo scores. Is, 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 uh, is Jude healthy? How is he? Uh, on and off. I don't know if he's playing this week. You know who's in back in training? Courtois. I saw that. Yes. Do you see how how quickly football players re- come back from ACL injuries? Fintus is on crack, dude. I don't know what he does. I I will never forget Chiellini. I believe in 2018 tore his Achilles and was back within seven months. That's disgusting. I don't know what what kind of medicine they have in Europe, but it is incredible. You tear your ACL in the U.S. Or Achilles, you are gone. You are gone for a year, and then you're not the same player for two years. Um, so some of the, back is, some of the like the the doctors like really make such a big difference. Like uh, I remember you were talking about like Arsenal and like you guys poached like one of the physicians from City. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make such a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. They, bro, the better you are at your job, you know, the difference you can make. Exactly. Even even doctors, you know, everybody's there's levels to this shit, as people there's would say. Literally levels. Your third one. My third one, uh, Man United versus Fulham. Um, United uh, Tottenham are not playing this weekend because of uh, Chelsea playing in the League Cup. Uh, League Cup. So I, if they do win, they equal them in points, which they would be tied for fifth place. Um, so I I think this is a big opportunity for them to at least be holding a spot uh i think they would go above them um so man united versus fulham this is a big game for them they have they have at least hope that they could um be in a european position they are now but i don't think the conference is good enough for them especially with the way have you heard some of the quotes from the new owner of man united i have actually Um, like really yeah good stuff to be fair good so far absolutely incredible he's he looks like he he said all the right things he needed to say. He looks like he's evaluating things from a completely different perspective, um, which is good for them. I think I think everybody needs to be under watch for the next months to see who who will be at the club moving forward. But um, so I'll say Man United win 2-0. I think they've been playing really well and they have a lot of youngsters coming through, which is a great thing for Ten Hag. You know, that's something he's known for. I think it sucks that, it's taken this long for him to, you know, depend on that. But did you see the Anthony play um, the other day? I guess. Where he had a, he, yeah, where he had I a one-on-one. <laughs> He's that so serious. That guy is a funny footballer. I man. saw I saw me. that. I saw like this one report. I don't know if how true it was, but Ten Hag wanted to sign. Oh, I think he wanted to sign Brobby. And then the Ratliff guy was like, absolutely not. He wanted Ooh. to sign like one of the players he used to play with, or he used to coach, and uh, and and, and Radliff was like, "No, <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, we're not doing that. Your 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 fun is over." Which is good. Yeah. It's good to see Manchester United have some direction, like at, at the minimum. So yeah, at I, the minimum, exactly, exactly. I think it was time for somebody else to be running football operations. It's been um, a while. and and they're trying to poach Newcastle's director of football. Um, I don't know how good of a guy that he is, but Newcastle have, were, have been up and down and all the players they have now have been because of money. So I don't know if talent evaluation, that's still, you know, um, to, to be, be fair, seen. they've hit on uh, a lot of their signings. To, like, uh, a lot of their signings. Gomez, Isak, um, yeah. uh, Anthony Gordon's been good. Um, the best they, one they hit on was um, the guy they got from the MLS. What's his name? Um, Almiron. Uh, Almiron. Who would have thought? Um, but he's been unbelievable for them. So I hope I hope they do poach him. Um, I think they put him on suspension, Newcastle. 
where he can't he can't work with the team or something like that. So hopefully that gets done. But um, I think they're they're making all the right moves right now. Um, so yeah. it looks good. It looks good until it doesn't. Need, they just know? need a manager to to kind of reel everything in. Yep. Do you think it's Ten Hag? Who? Oh, for you. I'm for Newcastle. Oh, for Newcastle. Oh, for oh, United. Newcastle's Do I cooked. think it's absolutely not? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Not. I agree with you. I don't think it's Ten Hag. Newcastle need a new manager too. Um, Just give it a end of the season. I have a feeling they're going to be linked with some proper proper names. Oh, it's it's time they started throwing money around. It's, yeah. They've played smart, but now they gotta they gotta show that that state owned club. You know, you gotta yes. flex a little bit. Absolutely. The last one I have is uh, we have a great game in in Serie A this weekend between AC Milan and Atalanta. Ooh. Atalanta next to Inter have been probably the second hottest team. By the way, credit to Bologna. We have not even mentioned their name. They are I cooking know, this fo- season. They're fourth, I believe, right? Fifth. Fifth. Tied, okay. tied for tied for tied for fourth, but Atalanta have a game in hand. This is uh Atalanta would be going for I believe their eighth win in a row or ninth. Yeah. So I will say Atalanta win in Milan, two uh, one. Bologna, Bologna were the team that to put the to put the final uh, nail in the coffin for Mourinho. They were the ones that so, dismantled yeah. him. Yeah. Right before he got sacked, but there's a lot of good teams in Serie A, man. Serie A looks unbelievable this year. Um, they do. Shout out to shout out to Bologna for for Tomiyasu too. Shout out to. And Xerxes has been cooking there. Absolutely cooking. Yeah, but another another episode in the books. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven down. More to go. We get. Uh, I yes, think sir. next week. I think after next week is uh, we get a little. Do we have international football? There's inter- international football in March. I know yeah, that. I think in March. Yeah. Maybe before the. I think the before 22nd. the second. Okay, so after think, the Champions League ties. So I think next week is domestic, and then we have another week of domestic, and then UCL second legs, which is the real fun. And oh, I, you're shaking your head. I'm scared for our game. I can't even lie. I'm really scared for yeah. the Madrid game. You guys barely escaped, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. But with, especially if Jude's, if Jude's, he's he's, is it like a big worry or is it just safety per? No, safety? it's just uh, like nagging Knock. injuries. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. Um, I don't think you guys need him in the league that much, but the I, for stats purposes, I think he needs to play. By the way, that Girona prediction: two losses in a row. They lost. Yeah, I. It's falling off, but I think that I think points wise, the goal is just to get to Champions League. The goal for them was to not get relegated. I think they could lose their next fifteen games and they'll, and be, they'll fine. be. I They're think if happy, they get yeah. European football, they'll be really happy. But yeah, another exactly. episode in the books. Again, happy 28th. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah for another year. And uh, tomorrow tomorrow episodes next week. We'll see you guys uh, later. Yes, sir. Take care, everybody. Peace, guys. Yep. Peace.